Once, everything was awesome. Now, everything is bleak. Hey, Lucy. I brought you coffee. Coffee. The bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh, my goshness. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Times have changed. You need to change with them. We have to be tough and battle ready. Look, a shooting star. Make a wish. <gasps> so bad, nothing got in. Ah, something got in. I'm General Mayhem. Bring me your fiercest leader. Lucy! Emmett! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and I'm exciting show for you today because I have two very exciting returning guests joining me to discuss the Lego Movie 2. I have Layla, a.k.a. Brick and Mordor. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Cindy, a.k.a. Coney Dog. How are you doing, Cindy? Hey, good. Good. Uh, so, yeah, we are here to, uh, I guess, review and just discuss the Lego Movie 2. Uh, we know that it's not everywhere yet, and not everyone has had a chance to see it, so we're going to talk non-spoilers for a little while and then jump into, like, a spoiler section later. I'll make it very clear when that does happen, and we will try our best not to spoil anything before then. Um, <laughs> we have a little structure, but this is just going to kind of be a, a laid-back discussion. So um, I guess to open up, you know, this is the, the fourth movie in the Lego Movie series. Of course, it all started with the first one in 2014. Um, briefly, what have you guys thought of the, the first Lego movie and then the two spinoffs, Lego Batman and uh, Lego Ninjago? I remember the Lego movie, the first Lego movie, not really into it, thinking hmm. it was going to be kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't uh, have, I had very low expectations. And so when we went to see it, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was really smart and fast-paced and beautiful and just funny. And I laughed a lot. Like, I thought it was geared toward, you know, making the adults laugh as well as the kids laugh. So. Right. Yeah. What about you, Cindy? I can't believe that was five years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little freaked out by that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, same thing. I didn't have high expectations for it. Just... And then it, it ended up being really good, and it was so fast-paced that I wanted to see it again because I don't think I got all the jokes. And, <laughs> and I think we did actually go see it, like, the next week, mm -hmm. didn't we? I think we saw it twice in the theater. Yeah. And then we just recently rewatched it on, oh, nice. sat on Friday, I think. Does it still hold up for you, for you guys? Still, oh, it still holds up. It's still really, really good. That first one was... Mm -hmm. really well done it's something really special i remember when they first announced the lego movie um just the general consensus was what that why are we doing this <laughs> right nobody's asking for this it's such a stupid cash grab and then it came out and everybody's like wow this is actually really special and i remember being kind of in the opposite camp leading up to it like i feel like i had the idea of like no this could be really good and huh. nobody is taking it seriously um not to say like oh i was right and everybody else was wrong but like <laughs> but you were right right but, but i think i was more just open and excited for it i guess and then was you know pleasantly surprised that it was as special as it was and i think that um the fact that it it I was thinking about this in terms of other like movies that have been based on toys. Like we've had the Transformers movies, mm -hmm. we've had the GI Joe movies, and how those just don't really adhere to like the spirit of the the toy or, or what the fans want or, or what they love about those things. Mm -hmm. And what I really liked about the first Lego movie was that it did embrace all of those things. It did say like embrace play and the whole mastering master building thing and all of that stuff. I feel like on top of it being a good movie, also really spoke to Lego fans and, and mm -hmm. what we wanted and, and knew was special about Lego to begin with. And all of the, the meta stuff that went into that with the father and son storyline and everything. Mm -hmm. So um, so jumping off of that, once you guys saw the Lego movie and, and were surprised by it, were you happy to see the two spinoffs or, or was it just a little too much going on? How did you feel about the, the now Lego franchise once it started? I think I was definitely excited to see, because what came next, the Batman? Yeah, it was Lego Batman and then Ninjago. Yeah. Um, I was definitely excited to see 
you know, what would come next. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually didn't like the Batman one. Oh, really? It That's, was a little too I, I love that one, actually. Yeah, it was a little over the top with mm. the jokes. And like, hee, 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 okay, I need to stop laughing now. <laughs> like, more substance. What do you think? I don't really remember them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, being really excited for the Batman one, and then it was okay. Like, it was, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. The Ninjago one I really liked. Mm. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I really loved the Lego Batman movie, and that's the one I've probably rewatched the most, huh. just like as a comic book fan and a Batman fan, how it like deconstructs every all of the Batman stuff. You know, I like what it does with that. But uh, Ninjago, I only saw one time, and I remember I, like I missed it in the theater, and part of that was just I heard like it's fine, uh-huh. you know, and I was like okay, I, I'll wait, and I saw it like when it came on HBO, and I really liked it, and was. And I, you know, I didn't think it was as special as the first Lego movie or as good as the first one, but was enjoyable enough and fun and everything. And then I've kind of forgotten about it since I saw it. So uh, I kind of want to rewatch that one because I've, I've only seen it the one time. That makes sense with your like comic book background. Because mm-hmm. I was never a huge Batman fan. Ah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I didn't like hate it or anything. I mean, I liked it. And the Ninjago one, I think... The story was slower, but I think I appreciated it more. Hmm. I was like, oh, I can kind of get into the visual part of it a little more. Mm-hmm. That's so, that, that makes sense. It's beautiful. Yeah, what I think is interesting is that the first Lego movie introduces this whole meta element of the father and son, and that and what we're life. seeing is right a representation mm-hmm. of the real life, and the, the Emmett story is really the story the kid's making up and all that stuff. And then the other two movies are like, ignore that. Now we're just totally in this Lego world. In the story. Right. Yeah. And the, the second movie, um, I definitely leans into the meta real world story more, mm-hmm. which we can definitely talk about. In the lead up to the Lego movie too, were you guys excited about it? We're, I'm sure you saw the trailers and mm-hmm. obviously we've been collecting all the minifigs and, and talking <laughs> about the sets and stuff. So leading up to the new movie, were you guys excited to see it? Yeah. I, um, yeah. I didn't realize it was coming out until like a month ago. So... <laughs> was fast excitement yeah i i was surprised that they were that there was gonna be one so i was like oh okay and i was definitely excited and the trailers were really fun mm-hmm. yeah the trailers were great however yeah. the sets that the pre you know the pre-movie release sets i was like hmm <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't too excited about um you know because in the movie it's got like the duplo side the, the little sister's mm-hmm. side and so a lot of that is are in the sets Right. Which I'm not like. Yeah, the that friends' dolls instead of minifigs and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I, you know, again, I was like, well, I'm not going to set my expectations too high. What about you, Cindy? I guess I was excited. Yeah. I wanted to see it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trailers made it look like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was, um, I feel like I, again, was like super excited for this one just because I'm, I pay so much attention to the movie news and everything that okay. like the second they announced this one, I was thinking, okay, who's, who's doing it? Who's in it? I've, I watched all the casting stuff. So, um, but same kind of thing. I was like, okay, let's hope they can do the, the first movie justice and, mm-hmm. and what, you know, what are we going to do with these characters now that we've, you know, like five years is such a long time. Right. So um, I was like, I was excited to see it too. And uh, I really liked it. So once I saw it yesterday, so I've got like <laughs> it's fresh. 30 hours of, you know, since I saw it. So it's still pretty fresh in my mind, but I do feel like it's it kind of like the first one was you have to see it again to get all of the stuff that was happening Right. And the background and, and all of the little jokes and, and stuff like that. Um, I know, we almost should have watched it again. Because then we watched the Lego movie, the first one. Mm. And so now like that's fresher in our minds. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we're going to get it confused. Because it's better. Oh! <laughs> spoiler alert for some Oh, wait, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. That's later in the program. <laughs> I, think, I think, too, so the, the first Lego movie... I think I wasn't into it because I didn't know the characters. And I was like, mm. well, who are, who's Emmett? You know, who's this Lucy chick or Wildstyle? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when Lego releases sets, usually it's it's a franchise that you know. And it's like, well, yeah, Lord of the Rings. So you get excited about those characters or whatever. And so I think I, because I didn't know the characters before, I wasn't that excited about the first movie. And now the second movie you know, we, there's character development and we know. So I think I was excited to be like, okay, well, yeah, who, you know, yeah, how are they going to Yeah, what's going develop? on now, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, now that we've all seen the movie, our first, you know, uh, <laughs> without spoiling anything, our first impressions, what did you guys think of the movie in general? Um, Cindy, you kind of spoiled your opinion already, so let's, let's start with you. <laughs> It was a good movie. <laughs> I'm glad I went. It was I. I enjoyed myself. It was a good time, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I, I'm glad that we have you know a, a differing opinion. Differing opinions and and something to discuss instead of just sitting here for two hours going everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Um, it's pretty awesome. I loved it actually. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Actually, during the, I mean, I'm since we've like kind of mucked ourselves up with watch, like rewatching the first one, I have them mixed up. But when I was watching Lego Movie Two, I thought that it was smarter writing. Hmm. It felt that way, um, and I thought it was really funny, especially at the at the beginning. I was just laughing the whole time, um, and then it. Yeah, I don't no spoilers, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely slows down slows a little down. bit. Yeah, there's yeah. a lull it in the middle. It started strong. Yeah. It started strong. Yep, I'll yeah. give it that. Yeah. Um, definitely worth seeing, for sure. If you're a Lego fan, obviously. Well, even if you're not, it was still enjoyable. Yeah. It was fun. We, we took someone who's not a Lego fan, and she said she she really liked it. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, and just to give my general thoughts, too, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if I loved it. I feel like I have to see it again to really, you know, it's like the second it started, I was super into it. I laughed throughout um but then i walked away just going like yep that was enjoyable and i i didn't really think about it much for the rest of the day and then <laughs> today the more i thought about it maybe just leading up because of the podcast i i was thinking of things like well that was actually really good and that so and like i listened to some other podcast reviews and stuff like oh. that too and, and got some other opinions and uh-huh. um it's definitely a movie i need to sit with a little bit more but i i do think it's really enjoyable and really worth seeing and a good follow-up to the original i think so too yeah, I think it, it does some good things with, with building on some of the ideas from the original one while also taking the story in some new directions. Uh, definitely has some surprises and twists that we can talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, j- definitely worth seeing, and especially with kids. My theater was full of kids. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just heard kids laughing throughout the whole thing. And then at <laughs> I the end... I running around. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, footsteps all over the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess it could be a good thing or a bad thing. So. <laughs> Sugar. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the end of my movie screening, the um, you know the credits are going, and it's got like the best credits right. song and credit I sequence. Agree with the credits, that, yeah, right. yeah, where it's it definitely like worth sitting through the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, but I like Lego Movie One credits better. Oh my gosh, what a hater! <laughs> I know. I did though. After we watched that, I was like, I, they're still great. I like them both, but I'd say by five percent, Lego mm. Movie One. Just a little, You're going to hear that a lot bit. throughout this podcast. <laughs> it's like, I like this, just but, 10% but in the of... first one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there are definitely some um, threads that continue in this one from the first one. And like repeating, I, it's, it kind of made me think of like the Back to the Future movies, how they'll have the same kind of scenario, but flipped. Right. So it'll be like, oh, okay, he's still going to the diner and Biff is there, but now they're different. So this one kind of had a similar vibe of like... I guess I can't talk specific story beats, but like, oh, I recognize the story beat from the first one, but now it's reversed or flipped on its head in some way. So I thought that was interesting. They definitely, I think it it was creative in the way they added new things, but also kept the same theme. Mm -hmm. So that was nice to have some consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing that is that I feel like is worse than the first time around is the like just visually and and the creativity that goes into the visuals. I remember the first one, part of what made it so special was how creative they used the Lego world and the Lego ideas. And um, I think of specific things like when uh, Vitruvius dies and he comes back as a little <laughs> ghost on a string and and little, and or like Metal Beard's ship at one point that, you know, like zoom out and we see just a little somebody going like, yeah, like little touches like that. I feel like, or, um, like one of my favorite shots is Emmett like taking a shower and the water is all these little the ones. Like, yeah, the bubbles yeah. are all these little clear bricks and then they turn into the ice cream topper for soap and mm-hmm. just those visual touches that I feel like are kind of less apparent in the in, definitely in the spinoffs and then I notice it in this mm-hmm. one too that there were a couple really clever things like that but probably not as many as were crammed into the original. Yeah. Um, 
That's part of my hating. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, I really, I really liked that creativity, that originality that came from it. And this one sort of, I don't know, just didn't have a lot of that to it. Yeah, and I think of specific things like how in the first one, the ocean water that they do complete with Lego bricks. And, and it's really kind of weird to see how they pull it off. And then now it's just like, well, water looks like water. And, yeah. and, and you know, like little things like that. I feel like yeah. I don't want to say they get like lazier on, but they pay less it, attention and less it seemed like detail. It. I can yeah. think of a specific scene where they're walking and they, they it's almost like they wanted to make it like a stop motion section, like their creative section, but they didn't like finish it very well. Hmm. And it was really awkward. I don't know. Which scene? Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah it, would, it yeah. wouldn't be a spoiler scene. It was just they did a cutaway to a bunch of them walking across something. And it, they made it look like it was stop motion. But then they just really didn't do a great job of it. So it was like really like... Hmm. Sorry. Kind of like Sorry to the creative smooth... director on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was directed by uh, Mike Mitchell. So... Um, just pulling up the Wikipedia here. So the first one is written and directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who just have like the Midas touch when it comes to Hollywood stuff. They're they're really good at turning like stupid ideas on paper into great movies, huh. like the, the you know the first Lego movie, the Twenty One Jump Street movies, huh. um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, <laughs> they that. they were originally directing Solo, and then there was oh. all that behind the scenes drama. But um, so they wrote this one, but didn't direct this one. Okay. Um, Mike Mitchell directed this one, and his credits include the Trolls movie that came out last year. Huh. Or 2016, um, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, uh, the fourth <laughs> Shrek movie, Sky High, which I think is actually an underappreciated uh, live-action superhero movie. Huh. Um, so n- not as good credits, I would say, and I feel like the fact that Phil Lord and Chris Miller didn't direct this one probably is a reason for those creative uh, gaps, I guess. or. Or I, I, I'm just curious, like, if that has any... Because they've only directed the first one, but, like, produced the two spinoffs and then wrote this one. So okay. um, so I wonder... Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's no coincidence that the one they directed is the one that we all like the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we've kind of talked our way around the movie, but let's just jump into spoilers. So if you guys haven't seen the Lego movie, we definitely recommend going and checking it out. Um, and then when you're, when you do see it, come back, listen to the rest of this podcast, <laughs> uh, comment on the blog post so we can get your thoughts on the movie and then, uh, we'll talk about spoilers. So I guess where to start is what's the biggest like story spoiler that you guys want to like jump into first like what's the biggest thing that surprised you i guess it surprised me how much i wasn't thinking about the movie and thinking about work <laughs> oh, come on come on i'd say i'm kidding but i actually was there were moments where i was like oh i'm drifting i'm back to the movie what's going on hmm. oh so i might have gaps in my <laughs> in my storytelling i didn't know you were that I checked apologize. out where where did you find yourself checking out in those in those moments was it the um you said it started strong in the middle was it the really, middle yeah really... it really started strong it was it was fast paced there was it was funny um the story seemed like it was going somewhere and then i don't know where exactly it took a left turn for me but it just kind of i don't know if it just slowed down Maybe that's all it was. But yeah, I just I felt like I was just kind of in and out of the movie. Hmm. I think when they are referring back to the, the real life brother and sister, I think that kind of slowed it down, mm. even though that that's like the theme of the movie. You know, I thought it was brilliant the way that they represented the siblings playing. And mm-hmm. that's like the Lego universe that we see. Right. Like, that's totally brilliant. But I think they spent like kind of too much time on the live action part. Yes. <laughs> so it took it takes you out of the the Lego universe which then I was like, well, you know. Yeah, right. And it's like they they go like full Toy Story with it now where it's like in the first one, you know, the the big twist was, oh, this is all in like a real world and it's a father and son playing and president business is actually the dad and it was this big twist and it was kind of hard to wrap your head around I remember that twist happening and the first time I was thinking like, oh, okay, so nothing happening in the story is actually happening or the characters don't have their own agency. It's just them playing. It's all been a fake thing, storyline that we're seeing in this kid's head, you know? 
And this movie just makes that way more complicated uh-huh. by by zooming out even more, and we see that like okay, yes, the the brother and sister are playing now, but like Emmett, I, I guess I'm thinking specifically of like the very towards the like we're jumping way ahead, but towards the end when <laughs> when they're under the dryer, right? And it's like okay, so are they actually? toys walking around and fighting each other under this thing and and like it's like they're they're toy story characters but they're all buzz like they don't realize that they're toys and and it just i was i it 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 was really hard for me to keep straight like going back and forth between the two and what was actually happening and what wasn't and i i think it's funny even rex's character is like it doesn't really make sense just to go with it right all the time travel stuff and everything um on one level i appreciate the way that they leaned more into the meta stuff especially Mm -hmm. i do think that it makes sense setting the story five years ahead right and introducing the sister like do you guys have younger siblings no no okay we're we're the younger ones oh okay oh so you guys were this were the sister in this story i was an older brother to a younger brother and i remember how he would just like intrude on my stuff take my Lego pieces away and, and play with yeah. them himself and how mad I would get and how he would just be like, I just want to play with you. Aww. And so when she says that in the movie, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. So I appreciate that they did all that, but I do think we spent a little too much time focused on that part and then it detracted from what was happening. Yeah, I think it took, I think it takes the viewer out of the, the fun Lego world right. a little I, too much. Yeah, I like that in the first one we just it's mostly at the end for like five or ten minutes and the rest of the movie is all set in the lego verse i kind of wish that it was a little more balanced in that way than it is in this Mm -hmm. and it makes me curious like if we were to get a third one where are we gonna go with all of that right so um so rewinding back uh just (laughs) like story-wise um what did you guys think of of how the story developed? I was surprised that we spent like five minutes in Apocalypseburg and then just moved on to the rest. <laughs> I was disappointed right. by that. Yeah, Apocalypseburg, because from the trailers, that's what looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I like. I thought I thought it was brilliant that okay, five years from the last movie, they've both grown up, mm-hmm. and it's funny. Like, yeah, of course, you know, uh, he's gonna change the Bricksburg, the nice. Bricksburg into like, hey, now I'm going to be cool and, you know, like Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retro. And I, so I thought like that was brilliant. Um, you know, how they both grow up and then their builds, their respective builds have evolved, evolved. and changed. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting, um, you know, as somebody who was a teenage boy, I can say that like I went through that phase where right. it was like, I am too cool for this stuff. I got to take myself seriously and manly and tough, <laughs> you know, and I like that the, the, the Apocalypseburg really represents all of that and how he views his sister coming in mm-hmm. as like invading on his space and destroying everything that he built and, and all of that. So like, I remember that feeling of like, oh, I'm too serious for this. And, you know, like all Lego collectors and fans kind of go through this dark ages, right? Where it's right. like, we're too cool for this. Yeah. And, um, I, I feel him going in that direction a, a little bit. It's like how he, you know, how, and I guess it's represented through Rex, how Rex will talk about like serious movies that you can only watch when you're older. And, <laughs> you know, so I, I definitely went through that phase. So I thought that was a, a funny storyline to include. Yeah. You guys are kind of making me like the movie now because I didn't know all that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. All so that... happens when you pay attention to the whole thing. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. All the parallels I thought were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like it's the siblings and it's and then in the Lego universe is them playing or battling. Like I think the two worlds are totally brilliant. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love the way they represented the toys evolving as well. Like when she first comes into the storyline, it's Duplo bricks. Right. And then five years later she's playing with the Lego Friends sets and right. it's like, well that's how it would be if you were a kid, you'd start with the Duplo bricks and build your way up. Yeah. I like that like I forget which character sees the, you know, um, general mayhem coming in like they've evolved you know because it's like well yeah they're not playing with duplo anymore so i i I thought that was really smart (laughs) i definitely want to talk about um the villain and um that that the villain is essentially like toxic masculinity and the villain is kind of you know like rex we come to find out is is actually the villain and has been manipulating Emmett to to destroy this wedding that's happening because he doesn't want that and wants everything to be tough and manly and and Ooh. how it comes out that like he's actually 
future Emmett who's been toughened. And um, I, I really liked that twist, and I was really surprised by that. What did you guys think? Oh, I didn't put that together, that he's... that. So the villain is Rex, because it's not General Mayhem. Right. Right. Um, ooh, that's good. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about that. But I did, along that line, um, I appreciated where the queen... No, I guess it was General Mayhem saying, well, who's the leader? Mm-hmm. Right? And then everyone's like, oh, it's Emmett. <laughs> but then Wildstyle was like, well, I did all the hard work. Right. I did all the cool, tough stuff. And they really, like, did a good job, I think, pointing out, like, well, you know, as the woman, you did all the tough stuff. But, <laughs> but he got the all the credit. But the helpless male gets all the credit and <laughs> right. he's your leader. Yeah, I thought the movie was really smart about the gender roles and mm-hmm. the and the um, not gender roles, but like our cons- our preconceived notions of what gender roles are, and you know, breaking through the glass ceiling and all that stuff. And and yeah, the fact that like Emmett was the hapless idiot sidekick in the last mm-hmm. one, but he gets all the glory and and just uh, more awareness. Yeah, just you know, basic feminism. Right, <laughs> and, and I like that the general theme of the movie is saying like it's. You, like everything doesn't have to be dark and bleak, you know, and that like. I thought the theme was be nice to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too, I guess. <laughs> I must have checked out a lot during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the time travel doesn't make any sense, right? I can't wrap my head around that because I'm as confused about like them moving themselves, but then they're part of the creation of play. Like it yeah, it's like was all over like, the was place. That, was that the the brothers? Yeah, was that the brother storyline at all? Because there is a moment where like we see, um, I'm it might be during like Rex's flashback talking about his origin story, and he's laying under the the what did it, it's the dust the planet R. under the dry R system. <laughs> right. I love that. that was brilliant. Yeah, that, that was, was really great. smart. Yeah, all, all those right. puns are brilliant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the the our Mamageddon. Yeah, and yeah, I loved all. And I loved the sister system. Yep. I think is the sister system. Yep. Right. Yeah. Under the band aid, band aid. That's from the first one. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> See, craggle, craggle. Yeah, and I liked the um the the idea of like the stair gate and how that the like. That they, like I was talking about the Toy Story thing earlier, and that like they understand that there's this other world outside that controls them, but they don't understand that like we are toys and those are people. Uh-huh. It's just like they they perceive these things as like celestial events. I just understood the hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The hand from the first one. Cindy! God, is the hand. I just got that. Wow. Yeah, and so I like that. Yeah, so I like that, like, the idea of the, the stair gate and how it's like once you leave the basement, they have no idea what's out there, you know, and, and I liked that idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, yeah, the time travel thing is is really confusing and like I said, I like that Rex is basically like, forget about it, don't even think about it, but it is like, okay... Oh, oh, I was going to, sorry, I, I feel like I got sidetracked. There is a moment when we're in, where we're seeing that flashback where the brother says something like, oh, I'm working on a time travel storyline you wouldn't understand. Like he says that to his little uh-huh. sister. So the Rex storyline is part of what the kid is coming up with. But at the same time, the characters do have their own agendas and agency that have nothing to do with the kids on the, it's, it's, it's really confusing it's yeah. an easy way out for the writers. That's what it comes to. To be like, to. just hey, forget. we don't know how to make this time travel thing work correctly, and we don't have time or budget to do that, so let's just make it a big joke. <laughs> well, I thought it was, so, remember in the beginning, Lucy wanted Emmett to grow up. Yeah, she wanted him to be more tough. Yeah. More tough. And then, so then we get the Rex character, and he turns out to not be that great of a person, mm-hmm. and... You know, and then Lucy's like, oh, never mind. I, I wish I hadn't wished that. Right. I love that, like, she she tells him that right before she gets kidnapped. And then the, the second that she sees him, like, with the stubble dots and he's acting a little more like Rex, she's immediately like, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. She, you know, like, there's no moment. I thought it was going to be one of those things where, like, she's kind of into Rex, which makes Emmett want to be more tough. And then, you know, but I like that it was, like, immediately she's like, oh, you're not yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I like I liked that, that, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, that she that that is a really driving force for her character. That she's like, oh, I don't want you to. I miss the person that you were, not the person that I wanted you to be, or whatever. I think that's definitely like an underlying message of mm-hmm. like having expectations of people and right. projecting what you think they should be, mm-hmm. and that 
that's not really a great thing to do. Right, exactly. And that you like maybe will miss the person mm-hmm. that they were once they're gone or once they've changed for you or, or whatever. I like that. The time travel confusion aside, what did you think of the idea of Emmett becoming so dark and gritty that he becomes somebody like Rex? And what did you think of the Rex character? <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because he are... was so masculine, the toxic masculinity. Yeah, was he was like, so like, oh, over gosh. the top. See, I, I guess I, I never, I didn't see it that way either during the movie. I liked the dinosaurs. Mm. I liked that he went back and picked up all those dinosaurs. I, they I, were I, funny. Like well, that was really funny. I love the way that like they would growl and we and we'd see the captions. I thought that was yeah. really a do smart you, way do you to think do that. Had that. To do with like Chris Pratt being in Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Synapses that's... are happening for me here, people. <laughs> I think that's definitely an inside joke, which is brilliant. Oh, see, I just got that. That yeah. was Chris Pratt. And he's the raptor trainer. Raptor cowboy, because he was a cowboy in the Magnificent Seven. Oh, I didn't know. Um, they say, like, uh, so galaxy defending from... Right, I'm not smart enough for this movie. <laughs> this is what I'm learning. Maybe I need some we'll to watch it again. lessons. Yeah, maybe it's just a movie you need to see it a couple times. Oh. But, um... Yeah, the, the raptor and the Chris Pratt inside joke was great. Yeah, and I, and I thought the idea of him being a future grittier Emmett worked... Be- like I was a little worried about his character going in, especially because I'm a little Chris Pratted out. <laughs> I, I really, really well, you enjoyed... were worried about Rex's, right? About Rex, or yeah, Emmett's. about about Rex okay. specifically because like I really enjoyed Chris Pratt in um, Parks and Rec. I thought that's like the best he that's like the best version of Chris Pratt. And then ever since then, as he's become like a bigger movie star, I've I've cared less and less about him, and I'm getting tired of him. <laughs> so the fact that I was like, great, we're gonna have two Chris Pratts in this movie, <laughs> but I like that the. Rex character is such a joke mm-hmm. and that he is such like a, a pastiche of all these different things that, that Chris Pratt has done with his career since then and mm-hmm. how at the end of the day it's like all of those things have no value. <laughs> like that yeah. is not what we should be aspiring to. That it's like the Emmett character, Emmett side of him, like the good, um, nice, happy side of him that, that can prevail there. I, I, I really liked the idea though of the time travel thing even if it didn't make sense. I liked when it happened and I was like, ooh, that is surprising and that is interesting mm-hmm. and and I like that um, he does kind of have that redemption at the end and then gets back to the future and he's kind of excited about it. He's like, oh, this is <laughs> happening yeah. to me. I, I love, I do love all the um, the nods to cinema. It's just mm-hmm. like other, oh yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, back to the futuring. And hot tub time it, machine. Yep, and yeah, hot t- and the Bill and Ted uh, moment Ted. where mm-hmm. we saw them, and then the TARDIS, obviously, and, and the Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh yeah, best. I wrote that down in my notes. Surprise, Bruce Willis cameo. It's just funny. funny, and I like how they built on that because we see him for like two seconds in like a hot tub or something when they first get to the mm-hmm. star system. And I was like, that's that was kind of a weird Bruce Willis cameo to do. And then they bring him back when Lucy's in the vents, and I was like, okay, that's really clever. Yeah. But then we hear him on the radio a third time when Emmett and Rex are going through the planet. Oh. We hear them say like, oh, hey, Bruce Willis. Oh, right, so I right, like right. that like they bring it back enough times where it's it builds on itself. I thought that was funny. I did enjoy the Velma cameo. Yes, that was good <laughs> yeah. too. Could probably use more Velma. Yep. Yep, and we had uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in yep, there for a second. I and Gandalf. Yep, Gandalf. Was really oh, no, Gandalf and Dumbledore. No, that's Lego Movie 1. God dang it! <laughs> really? Next time we got to watch these in order. I know. I kind of oh. I kind of wish we did that. All right, I'm ruining but... it. I'm ruining this podcast. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. No. Um, yeah, and then all the Mad Max Fury Road imagery at the beginning, I just, I wish we had gotten more. Like, once they brought out all the cars, the spiky cars, I was like, yes, Mad right. Max! And it was like two seconds, but um, yeah. I kind of wish we had it more of that stuff. I thought it was funny how much... Mad Max has had an influence on movies just since it came out because we just had that Mad Max influence in Moana with the tiki uh, coconut people or whatever they are. So I thought that was interesting that like another year and we get another Mad Max thing. So that was pretty cool. Because it's fun. Yeah. And what did you guys think of uh, other new characters like um, the uh, queen, whatever, Wanabi? What did you guys think of her? (laughs) Well, her pun name is really funny. Yeah. I, I thought it was brilliant with her name and that she, you know, as like the theme is master building, right? And mm-hmm. that her form kept changing. Yes. That's just creative and fun. I, I love the way it was visualized, how like uh-huh. every, how she, I feel like her natural form was just kind of like this weird like blob thing. Yeah. But like every two seconds she was transforming and like as she spoke, she would represent like whatever she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um 
and the way she would sometimes look like a woman, and then she'd be like sitting on a piano, and you'd, her yeah. legs were swinging and stuff. Like just yeah. really, I just can't imagine the work that it took to come up with her character. And um, look, I I looked at a lot of the Lego Movie Two sets since um, seeing the movie just to like because I haven't bought any of them yet. Right. And that um, they are they have a specific set with her that's just like a bunch of those purple and orange bricks. So that you can and, build. So whatever. you can build a bunch of different versions of her. I thought See, that was really cool. That's smart. Very neat. Yeah. yeah. And her character was funny. Yeah, I. I was really funny. She was also another character I was really worried about going in because I just. For some reason, seeing her in the trailers, I was just kind of annoyed by the jokes. Yeah. And um, Tiffany Haddish is another one of those people where it's like, I really like her sometimes, and then she can be too much. Yeah. But I thought she did a great job, and I really liked her character. And the and the music, mm-hmm. the musical numbers she has, I thought were, were so great. Yeah, that was another thing. Like, I love the um, how they would kind of mock uh, dramatic movie tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, like the door is slowly closing. <laughs> yeah. Get there, and and so I forget who, but they're like, you know, oh no, are we going to be part of a musical? Right. Yeah, and I think Lucy says that right yeah, before the queen hilarious. starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a funny musical. Yeah, it is. Um, I, it it kind of made me wish there was more music, like mm. just the good music. That, I think we got like two Tiffany Haddish songs, and then. Uh, you know, a couple versions of everything is awesome, but then I was kind of like, yeah, let's let's get more of that stuff in there because it was really good. There, there was at least one or two songs that I could have done without. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, and you guys don't know this, but Cindy loves musicals. I and, love a musical, and yeah. so I think I'm finding hmm. this really funny. That yeah. I really enjoyed the musicals in the Lego Movie, but I'm not I, like I a huge musical fan. I checked out during one of them entirely because I was like, oh god, it's like Frozen all over again, and I've never seen Frozen. I just imagine. <laughs> so what I wanted, can we can we kind of jump? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of like what we wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I thought they could have done more with like Lucy's character development mm, because they. I think it's it was really funny in the beginning where she's supposed to be this really broody character. And she's yeah, she's like, like trying to teach Emmett how to, how yeah, to be broody. Yeah. That scene was hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they got, you know, the close-ups and close-ups and close-ups and he's trying to be broody and it's not. And then she gets broody and like the storm clouds come in on her little close-up and that stuff's really funny. And I didn't realize like in the first Lego movie that that was a continuation. That she's this dark broody person and she's listening to Batman's dark <laughs> Yeah, I guess music. I didn't but, really think of that connection either that like she has been because I knew that she was like wild style and mm-hmm. a little edgier, but I never really thought of that as broody. And that Batman connection is actually really smart. I hadn't thought of that at all. Right, but yeah. then like the big spoiler is she's actually like the bubblegum pop star. Yeah, how we see the, the her hair wash out and it turns into that um, purple blue. and blue, and she right. freaks out about it. So were you guys spoiled because of the collectible minifigs that had came out ahead of time? talking about flashback Lucy and showing that yeah so um I think it was the I think it was Brett's minifig review and I was like oh that's flashback Lucy and I didn't realize it was going to be um part of the everything is awesome song like Mm. the recording I didn't put that together I just thought oh she was in a band before and we're gonna see you know yeah see the band or something because we the minifigs came with other members of a band too and then they're not in the movie yeah so i was pretty disappointed about that but even without yeah i mean i think they could have just showed more i mean maybe they're gonna do that in lego movie 3 or have like a wild style yeah because i guess it's kind of set up as a a tease at the end or or a twist at the end that like she gives them at the original album and there's a photo of her on there it makes me think is that fo- is that album in the first one at all? Did they tease that? Uh uh-uh. uh no. We didn't. S- There's only I think they only allude to it where um, she you know uh, Wild Style's asking Emmett what's your favorite song like oh you're not actually the cool special mm. and then he says everything is awesome and then she gives this look of like oh no not that <laughs> song it can't be mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. That she's kind of hiding from it. Interesting, because I always read that as just like she knew that it was pop and um, probably being used to brainwash people and stuff, you know. So I, I, I just wondered if they had teased that at all in the first one or, or not. So I don't remember, yeah, something so I'll really have to like look for. 
details in the background or anything if they like show the original album and that happens to look like lucy and it's like oh they did show us that five years ago and we just never noticed but but i was surprised they didn't do anything with that in the storyline it makes me think that maybe they had something that got cut out or yeah because i was looking for it when we rewatched lego movie yeah if you fell asleep like i did you could have missed that whole (laughs) that she was in the band like it was just so fast Mm -hmm. like her character development like wasn't it's almost non-existent. Or it was just not realized because well, yeah, yeah they, it wasn't her... non-existent because it was there. It just wasn't really fleshed out at all. It was sort of like you just got these little glimpses, and her storyline just never it stalled out. Yeah, I feel like they don't. The second that she like gets the sister system and they start what we think is brainwashing everybody else, but really it's just making everybody else happy. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that actually. They're like, we're not brainwashed. We're just this is a nicer place than where we live. <laughs> Once we hit all that and the and the Lucy thing really screeches to a halt. I think mm-hmm. we're just we're just waiting for the ceremony and we're the, we're not really sure what's going on because they keep talking about our Armageddon, but we don't know what that is yeah. and. And all, and her conflict with General Mayhem, I, f- I felt like that character, too, really suffered from just existing and, like, yeah. having a little bit of characterization there where she, like, gets her helmet knocked off. It's like, oh, she's actually nice. And then they, that's it. Right. So They could have played, they could have, like, hinted maybe at the, the actual character mm-hmm. somehow so that we have more compassion for her. Right. Because, like, she was cool and everything. I like the, the way they animated her because of the, the legs. The legs. <laughs> I know I didn't realize yeah I even like have because hilarious because those aren't um those minifig dolls aren't care or uh toys that I ever photograph or anything partly because of the articulation is terrible and I like that they leaned into that in the movie that we just see her hopping around like a a South Park character or something (laughs) I thought that was hilarious yeah I kind of found like a deeper theme of you know how so Lucy was projecting her expectations onto Emmett. But there was also like a um, the characters, like an identity uncomfortability mm. where like everyone was sort of projecting something that they thought other people, right? you know, would be more pleased with, mm-hmm. you know? So like obviously Batman, he's always like trying to be <laughs> super, super cool. And, yeah. and then the queen in her little musical says, I don't even really like guys like you. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. And, um, and, and Lucy's character, like she's... She's, you know, changed and trying to be tougher and... Yeah, and totally hiding the fact that she used to not be tough. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, not used to be, like, dark and gritty, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and I like that the the distinction the movie makes between, like, everything doesn't have to be bleak, but you can still be... Like, she's still tough, even if she has the pink and blue Mm -hmm. hair. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like she's a less tough character. It's just that projection that she's putting on herself. And obviously with the, the Emmett storyline and him trying to be tougher. And, and I, I really liked, actually, before we found out he was evil, um, <laughs> was Rex training Emmett to be tougher and teaching him <laughs> things. And Emmett really, like, responding to, like, the stubble dot thing is an obvious great joke. But just him, like, wanting to wear the same vest. And, and I loved, like... Um, the first time Lucy meets him, Emmett's like, oh, oh, thank God you can see him. Like, he's he's been so worried that he's just like a figment of his imagination. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I really liked the dynamic they had between the two of them. And, and then that just made the twist better, I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when we find out. Yeah, and and the fact that the queen, that she keeps whatever she wants, wannabe, queen, mm-hmm. wanna, queen what is it? Whatever, wannabe. Wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that... Her form keeps changing, and but she's super confident with it. She's like, mm-hmm. I can be whatever, and I'm totally cool with it. I'm, you know. Yeah, and I guess we find out through the movie that like she's the one that has the most agency because she's, first of all, she's not evil. She's just trying to put on this thing and blend their two cultures, I guess. And like she, she's like, yeah, I've been telling you this whole time, I'm not evil, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I like that she's the one that is most comfortable with herself and in, in, in her skin, I guess, or in her bricks. Or <laughs> in whatever, her bricks. Whatever say. <laughs> yeah. And the twist that like, um, she was the heart that Emmett first built. Yeah. I thought that was a good moment actually. That, that was, was really sweet. I was like, that's pretty cheesy, but it's sweet and it really works actually for the movie. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. So is Lego trying to combine their sets then long-term? Maybe, or maybe they're just trying to show a little more unity between, Duplo, Duplo, Lego, Lego. yeah, and I like that. I like that they're because, especially because now this is the fourth Lego movie we've seen. I honestly, when we first saw the first one, 
and they tease all of those different realms of like, oh, this one is all the old knights, and this one, that's what I thought the movies were all going to now be, is all these different realms in the Lego universe. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we'll get like one movie where it's, I guess we have with the Ninjago, and one is Batman, and I thought this one would be just like, oh, we're going to now go into a, instead of the Wild West, we're going to go to a jungle or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I like that this one, they expand that even more. And, um, and, and I guess just build on, on that concept. Yeah. I was like, maybe they're trying to sell more friend sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just, just integrate more. Like, I guess the Sistar system is just another realm, right? That does have those, um, the friend sets as the main mm-hmm. theme. And I like that we see a couple different like planets, like a Duplo planet and the, the planet they first Rex and Emmett land on with all the plant animal things that attack them. <laughs> and I, I liked all that stuff. I thought that was really funny. I mean, yeah, it would be good. Combine it all so you're not so, like, this is for the boys and this is for the girls. Right. if I was a kid and I got a Lego set that was friends, I'd be pissed. (laughs) I'd be like, I want a real Lego. That's just me. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that the friends are real Lego sets, but I, I was never into the gender, you know. I want Lego. Okay, well, then we'll buy you the girl one. Right, yeah, and I like that his sister kind of represents that too, where like she keeps breaking in and she's like, well, I want I want Batman to marry mm-hmm. the queen, and I want, you know, it's like there doesn't have to be this divide between mm-hmm. the two, and I like that the, I, and I, I thought it was interesting that the movie went as, like it totally ends, I really liked that moment where it just said like the end, like when they were all put into storage, and, and we think like, oh man, that's like, that's it, and then the movie obviously doesn't, and, right. and it keeps going, but I like that the, the message there is that like, yeah, you can mix these two things and the brother and the sister finally do start playing together and mixing the two kinds of Lego mm-hmm. and, and create that really cool new system or city or wherever we see at the end. I thought that was, you know, it tied everything together really nicely. Maybe it's a new direction, a new day. Maybe. <laughs> Though I don't think I want more minifig dolls in my <laughs> sets. Exactly. So it's like, yes, I love the inclusive messaging, but also please don't give me any friends <laughs> So why do you think, like, let's go to the, the sets and the minifigs, like... Yeah. <laughs> the important like, stuff. The important <laughs> stuff, like, why would they... Include some of the... I thought this with, yeah. with the first movie, too, that, like, they included some bizarre choices. Uh-huh. And then once we saw the movie, I was like, oh, I wish they'd included this person and this person. Same thing yeah. with, like, the Lego Batman and Ninjago series as mm-hmm. well. I was really disappointed by the character selections once I finally saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm just looking, you brought that paper. Yeah. And I'm just looking, and it's like the giraffe guy I don't even remember yep. seeing. Or the crayon. The crayon I don't I remember seeing. I saw the giraffe. Seeing. There was like, he walked a lower <laughs> lower right frame. Oh, you were watching? He walked across. <laughs> this is when I was awake. Well, I, I, I didn't sleep. I should state that. I did not sleep through this movie, but I did check out partially during the sections. But you saw the giraffe, but and I didn't. I saw right. the giraffe, and it was like just a quick walk across, the, not even across the full screen. It was just about across the lower like right half and I was like oh there's a giraffe that's, that's it hilarious. and that's it and that's all it was hmm. yeah and I get that like maybe some of these characters I don't know how much of like when the people at Lego are designing these um or you know planning out these releases if they know like okay or if they just have like a list of all the characters in the movie and they just pick the ones that they think are cool or if they have some idea of who's important and who's not i've I've always kind of been curious like which came first i always wonder that because sometimes there's been star wars sets that come out that i'm like this wasn't even part of the i mean it wasn't part of rebels it wasn't part of the movie that it's supposed to be and right it's and like kind of an obscure piece yeah and so many movie tie-in sets just have totally baffling characters yep. and, and connections and stuff and part of the, part of that is funny because i do pay so much attention to like movie news that once they release like lego sets then people write articles like what do these lego sets spoil about avengers and it's like <laughs> actually no i wouldn't trust that right it's like <laughs> these are for play so yes they're gonna have Iron Man fight different things and, and yeah. Spider-Man's in a mech for some reason. And, you know, there's all these <laughs> So I get that there is that piece of it with this, but I am a little disappointed with these first. Like, mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz people, I think those are great minifigs to have. I think it's cool that they've included them. They're in the movie for, like, five seconds. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. So, like, why are they included here? Mm-hmm. Why do we see all of the flashback musicians with Lucy if they're not? Like, that mm-hmm. seems to me like something I got cut out. Um, the watermelon guy, I remember seeing him, but again, remember. that was for like two seconds. The crazy cat lady was funny. 
Yes. And how that is a consistent theme where Emmett's saying good morning to all the cats, but now they're all punk rock. Right. Yeah, I guess we, d- we didn't really talk about those things, those little um, callbacks to the original, mm-hmm. like that r- little routine. And I was disappointed that we didn't see some characters returning like a good cop, bad cop. I was, right. I was bummed about that, even though now Liam Neeson is uh, not doing so great in the headlines and kind of stepped on it there. But I thought that was interesting that he really wasn't in the movie at all. I was, I was bummed by that because I really liked his character. Um, I thought it was funny that Will Ferrell is just totally off screen the whole time. Um, and, and now just how scary it is that the first movie kind of predicted Trump as the president. Right. That like we have this orange haired business right. president who and and i like that they lean into that with this one by having him disappear in a crisis and go golfing and mm-hmm. and return at the end and mm-hmm. be like oh great you I fixed did. everything you're making me love this movie <laughs> <laughs> and it's even more evident in the lego movie one which yeah yeah which that definitely predates trump. all the trump yeah. stuff but yeah I, and it i guess so trumpy yeah it's it's kind of scary now uh-huh. that we're living in what may eventually be Apocalypseburg, <laughs> that we're, we're looking at these things and being like, oh, they may be predicted some of this. I, like, I don't mean to turn this into a political podcast, yeah. but I do think it's funny that they're playing around with, with what they stumbled on there with him. Um, Were there any characters in the movie that you thought should be minifigs? Um, good question. I'm trying to think of maybe not necessarily characters, but like costumes and stuff. Uh, I loved the the Benny costume where he's got the, the star glasses, glasses yes. and the new that. suit. I thought that was great, and yes. I was I immediately was like, I hope that's a set mm-hmm. or in a set somewhere. And the um, where Unikitty is a rocket ship at the end too. <laughs> I thought I was like, that has to be a Lego set because that's and I loved the um, how she would turn into that big ultra kitty uh-huh. and how they did that. People in my theater were shocked when that happened. Really? <laughs> they were like, <gasps> whoa! And, and I was shocked just how much they leaned into like her roaring and the sound design and all that was was really, really kind of scary actually when she did. I thought they were going to play it more for laughs, but they went like super epic and, and kind of scary with Roar. it. Yeah. I did like the double decker porch swing. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's that set. I did you know, like a little fifteen dollar set. Right, exactly. It's cute that like one of the sets is Emmett's dream house. Mm-hmm. And it's cute that it's like kind of the old style yeah. simple bricks. You yeah, know. with like, mostly yellow bricks. Yeah. And, I thought yeah. that was really cute. And um and then when they're when they're escaping um, Emmett has that thrice cycle or whatever, yeah. <laughs> which is a set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've seen that. And I love that the house, um, you know, obviously we've like seen the house with the sets and, and in, it's in all the trailers, but I like that once they go into the house, there are all these huge. secret rooms. Oh yeah, the toaster and, room. And the toaster room. And I was like, so, a toaster room wouldn't be too bad. And he's like, I you can have toasted toaster. waffles whenever you want. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, I wonder if there is a toaster uh, build in one mm. of the sets. But there wasn't. Uh Somebody will have to, I'm sure, this is one of those movies, too, where the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, like, ooh, I can't wait to recreate that in a photo, or I can't wait to get that so I can do this, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see what people do with, um, now that people are seeing the movie, and it's gonna, you know, it'll come out in a few months on video, and that's when we'll be able to really, like, rewatch it and rewatch yeah. it and screenshot things, and I can't wait to see what people actually, like, come up with. Um, Alan Rappa did a great one. Yes. Yeah, yeah his work has been yeah. really, really good leading mm-hmm. up to the movie and then mm-hmm. even after he's seen it now that he like has a better idea of mm-hmm. the characters and stuff. He's been doing some really, really good recreations. Mm-hmm. So um, do you guys have any other thoughts on the on the movie in general? I think I like it better after this podcast. <laughs> Go see it. <laughs> I might see it again. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> well, now I gotta go look for the giraffe. Right. The giraffe Just look for the lower right of the frame. Yep. Yeah, there could have been more Velma. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We always need more Velma. Oh, and I, and I'm sorry, you asked me, but I didn't ask you. Were there any characters that you wish you would have that were in the sets or any sets you're looking forward to? Or hoping that they make. I mean, I just, I wish that they utilized the people in the sets in the actual movie more, like uh, Benny's little space crew. Yeah, they're in for like two seconds, right. and which is, and I don't know how much of that is just us being toy photographers, and everybody has been buying that <laughs> set is. and photographing that set, and, and it's a, an amazing set for us to have. Like they even named each one. Yeah, right? they named each one, and then they're in the movie for like two seconds, and yeah. it's only like as a fantasy too. She's right. like showing Benny what he really wants, and she's like, "You can have a planet full of rocket ships." Mm-hmm. So I was bummed that we didn't have more of the the space crew or, mm-hmm. or spaceman gang there. 
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, as far as like a, a third Lego movie or, or more upcoming spinoffs, I don't think we n- have much news about what's coming. And I know that they're working on a Lego Batman sequel. I don't know if that'll happen, oh. but rumor has it they're working on that. So that would be fun. I think it's funny now that Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Will Arnett has become like the definitive Batman of the last like decade, like since Christian Bale's left because he's been Batman like four times now, which I, I just think that's really funny. So much better. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a great Batman. And it's been like the perfect Batman, yep. to be honest. So I, I just think that's funny that I honestly, I really want, I wish that they would lean into that more and do like a Lego Superman movie and a Lego Justice League and mm-hmm. like they could do so many different things like that but and better than they've been done <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> but um looking ahead are you guys hopeful for a third one or, or any other like spinoffs you'd like to see uh I mean sure just like I didn't wasn't expecting a sequel mm-hmm. you know and it's always like well can the sequel live up to the original right so I always have that I mean, what can they do with the third one? I think that's hard one? to do. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't know how excited I'd be about a third one. The the writers, <laughs> if they do, the writers will have to be really creative to yeah. wow us all. Yeah, and find a. I've I worry now that they're leaning so much into the real world stuff. Like, are we going to go full blown? Toy Story Toy with Story, that, yeah. or or can we just spend more time with the Lego? Because that's like why we go to these is to mm-hmm. to be in that world. Yeah, exactly. So so we'll see. But um, but this was fun. This was a fun conversation. So thank you guys for coming back onto the show and doing this review. I hope you'll have me back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was how there was one other little thing that I wish we were minifigs. The sewer babies. Yes, I, that I saw like that they. Real... Yeah, they. I was surprised they don't even have those in the Apocalypseburg big Ooh. like three hundred dollars set. I was like, that's the place to have like five sewer babies. <laughs> But um, but they do have two sewer babies that are in like an accessory pack. I'll show you. Oh. Yeah, and I'll put a link on the blog post too, so people okay. can see. Because yeah, those. The second I saw those in a trailer, I was like, I gotta get me some sewer babies. Right? Isn't that funny? I wonder yeah. if that's different for us as toy photographers versus other people who right watch the movie. Like, yeah, I meant to ask some of those. I feel bad now that we're like an hour into this podcast and I, I'm you can just edit. realizing. Yeah. Okay, let's pretend. Right. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the movie? Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask like as toy photographers watching a movie like this, this is kind of like our art form, like completely fully visualized and realized. And it's fun for me to be in an audience or in a theater with other people who don't probably even know what toy photography is or maybe thought the Lego movie was a stupid cash grab idea and are seeing like a stop motion Lego movie essentially right. on, on the big screen and in such a big flashy fun way too. So like as toy photographers, what do you guys think of these movies in general? And do you think that you watch them differently because you are a toy photographer? It seemed like, and we touched on this earlier, it seemed like the first Lego movie kind of had better angles. Um, Better cinematography. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, like, the yeah. filmmaking itself mm-hmm. and cinematography and stuff, I would agree. So I think in that respect, it was more inspiring as a photographer. And I feel like the second movie was kind of more about, like, master building hmm. and creating creating the, the sets, which, you know, as toy photographers, we kind of focus on the minifigs and not right. much as the sets. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. I appreciate that in the movies they rough up the Lego so much. Like they really give scratches and dust and whatever on them. Because sometimes my photos are, <laughs> my fingers are scratched and <laughs> sometimes have dust. Yeah, I definitely like that aspect where they recreate it to, to look like real beat up plastic. Yeah, and it it's looks really like nice. the kind of photography we could do if we like had the best equipment right. and the best... <laughs> building capabilities like i like that the the way that they put it together it doesn't just look like every other animated thing mm-hmm. at the, like it looks like you can tell that they were like okay we're gonna use real lego pieces and yes we're building it in a computer but we're gonna photograph it as if it were a real mm-hmm. lego build i i i've yeah really nice. appreciated that and there are definitely some moments where i think like did they actually like the um right the, like how you were saying, Cindy, with the stop motion, like that is clearly like that was really stop motion. Like when we go into the the, um, the real world, I guess, and we kind of go out of the Lego world, they are using like real stop motion and stuff like that. So I, I like that they incorporate those kinds of things. I wonder too, the scene where we go, I forget if it 
was going into Emmett's house. It was going into some building, um, Lego building. And it looked like they were just, like it could have been a live action tiny camera going through hmm. something. So I don't, I haven't read enough about the actual production part. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either. But now that I've seen the movie, and I'm sure now people are writing posts and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff about it. And um, hopefully there'll be some like behind the scenes footage, how they did things and stuff like that. Because I'm always really curious how much of it is real and how much is computer. Because and... a, lo- a lot of it does look real. Yeah. I wondered if some of it was like, you know, maybe just a photograph of a um, real Lego build as a background. Mm-hmm. And then they did the CG in front of it. Right. Yeah, because they could totally do that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. So so maybe they did, you know. It'd be really interesting to see a breakdown of, like, every set piece or something and how they accomplish that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry, I have a thought. Going back to, like, what I'd want to see in a third Lego movie, mm-hmm. I'd want there to be, like, an older brother who's in art school and comes home with his camera. And so throughout the movie, you just see a flash of light. And then at the end, he's, like, <laughs> he's in this corner with his camera because he's a photographer. Yes. That would be great. And it would be like, yes, they're acknowledging us. Right? <laughs> we made it. Yeah. And it could be like, they would show a minifig being like slightly adjusted to just get the perfect shot. Right. You know? The hand turned ever so slightly. Yeah, the exactly. dust, the duster. The, <laughs> the makeup <laughs> brush. Maybe fog rolls in and there's a spray can of fog going. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, just lean into the... Yeah, if, if they're going to do the real-world stuff, you might as well include our awesome toy photography hobby in there. Like, mm-hmm. why not? So, but, but yeah, thank you both for coming on to the show again and, and doing this with me. This was really fun. Um, haven't done, like, a full review like this. I wasn't sure, like, how it was going to go, but I knew that we would figure it out. So I'm glad that we, we tried it because this was fun. I know. It was kind of a crazy idea I had mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah, you just like Instagram. I forget like why. I feel like I commented on something. Or... I think you posted um, something with the characters. Oh, maybe it was my stubble dot Emmett. Yeah, photo. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that was it. It was that. And I was like, oh, we should... Because I, I was listening to the, um, I think the the podcast about like 2018 and review mm-hmm. or something. You were talking about movie reviews. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we should do a movie <laughs> review. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you reached so. out and, and asked that. And then uh, it's funny, I said at the time, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then like a week ago, I realized, oh, the movie's out, which <laughs> probably should have planned. <laughs> the so. weather got really bad. I know, I had this like fantasy, like, oh, let's go watch it together. And then yeah. we jot down our notes or like even record it that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had it all in my head too, that like, yeah, we'll go see the movie together and then we'll go and record right after and it'll be this big thing and... Um, yeah, I've, I'm curious because the movie hasn't made a ton of money at the box office. Mm. Like, it's doing worse than the first movie as far as, like, it's opening mm. and everything. And now it's been in theaters a couple weeks, and uh, I pulled up the numbers here. So far oh. it's grossed $97 million worldwide, which, is like, is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but the but first the, one. Yeah, and the opening weekend was only $34 million, And the first movie, I'm just pulling it up, grossed... Uh, 469 million worldwide total. Oh, wow. Um, and had a $69 million opening weekend. So this, wow. yeah, this opening weekend was like a third as good as the first movie. And I wonder how much of that is, this is the fourth one that we've gotten now. So are people like, yeah, 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 the Lego thing, like, I get it. Hmm. Um, and I, I am curious how much of it was the weather because like so much of our community yep. was really excited to see this movie mm-hmm. and then got snowed in or blizzard or whatever and hasn't been able to see it yet or didn't see it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious like if that had any kind of impact. Like I haven't noticed a ton of people talking about this movie online, even like our own peeps on Instagram and stuff. Like how come more people haven't seen this? Well, is it the, the spoiler, no spoiler etiquette? Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like, you know, I've definitely thought of some photo ideas, but I think, well, I can't take a photo of Emmett under a dryer because that's a twist, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, that's true. Maybe people are just holding back or... We're also respectful. Right. I remember that when um, The Force Awakens came out. Where everyone's like, don't even talk about this. From like, I don't even want to know if it's good. Right. <laughs> like, we yeah. really didn't want to know. Like, I we stayed off social media. I remember. We did. That whole weekend. Like, two days yeah. until we saw it. Until we, we saw it. Until we could get back on. Yeah. That's funny. 
Yeah. 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 I do the same kind of thing if I can't see something for a while. I'll like mute all of the keywords and hashtags on Twitter and stuff. And anytime I see something, I'm just like, nope, close my eyes. And can't. No. Yeah. So that's funny. I really loved it. Yeah. So. I think I I really enjoyed it when I saw it. Like I said, kind of forgot about it. But now that we've like talked about it again and, and really dissected it, I, I enjoyed it even more. And I'm really excited to go watch it again. Mm-hmm. So. Likewise. You like watching it for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like a great place to end the episode. I think so. (laughs) Everything is awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Incredible list of their incredible feats.